This podcast is brought to you by Podcast Nation. I can't believe I'm saying this. This episode is brought to you by Lola V, an award-winning hair care line by the one and only Jennifer Aniston. Why did Jennifer Aniston start a hair care company? Because she was tired of choosing between hair products that work and hair products that are actually good for us. But thanks to Lola V, we never have to choose again. No silicones, no sulfates, parabens, or gluten. And of course, it's cruelty-free and vegan. The glossing detangler and perfect conditioner are my personal favorites. Not only do they repair the look of damaged hair, but they also shield it from future harm. The first step to unlocking confidence in your dating life and your daily life is feeling confident about your hair. So unlock Jennifer Aniston approved hair at lolav.com. And as listeners of Seeing Other People, you're getting an exclusive 15% off off of your entire order when you use code Seeing Other People at checkout. That's 15% off your entire order at lolavie.com with promo code Seeing Other People. Please note you can only use one promo code per order and discounts can't be combined. After your purchase, they will ask you where you heard about them. Please, please, please support Seeing Other People and let them know that I sent you. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Hey guys, it's Alana and welcome back to another episode of Seeing Other People. Together, we're navigating modern dating alongside experts and real-life daters who are sharing their stories. Don't have a date for tonight? No problem. Come learn, laugh, and maybe even cry along with us as we navigate the dating scene together. Julie, Danielle, welcome back to Seeing Other People. I'm so excited to have you. It's been like a hot two years since you guys were last on the pod before we actually became friends. A very hot two years. We thought we were banned from the pod because we were just like awful guests. We were ridiculous. So it's an honor to be back. Also, way way back when we were like, oh my God. We're on Alana Dunn's podcast. And then we're like, Alana Dunn's our best friend. (laughs) We have to talk about, Danielle, what you did to like get in touch. (laughs) What did I do? What did I do? You signed up for a dating app profile (gasps) revamp, (laughs) had a meeting with me and Jonah, paid us. (laughs) Literally paid for the Patreon. I literally was like, I need them to recognize me somehow. And then like, they're going to fall in love with me. And then maybe we'll do like a brand partnership. This is a great <laughs> audio clip for future investors. If you want to know how scrappy we are, this is that how They do the most. Like they, you guys really like talk about grassroots marketing. You should teach a course in it. Truly. It. If, I wouldn't if, have any class that would have me to teach a class. <laughs> <laughs> it, like we tried nursing. We're doing the dating app thing. If we need to reinvent ourselves again, which we won't, but if we need for sure. marketing. Totally. For love sure. it. All right. Give everyone a little refresher on you guys on foreplay. It's funny because I was like, oh, well, let's not talk about foreplay. But like, obviously, we're going to talk about foreplay because why the fuck wouldn't we? Let's hear it. And who doesn't love to talk about foreplay? But we don't have to talk about foreplay, F-O-U-R, that much. We can certainly talk about F-O-R-E. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so I'm Danielle, and I am one of the co-founders of foreplay. And foreplay is a an app where single friends pair up with one another and create a team profile. And then they match with other pairs of single friends because we think that double dates create a lower pressure, safer, and more fun way of meeting other people. And I'm Julie. I echo all of that. And I'm ready to talk about the other kind of foreplay. <laughs> <laughs> I guess we're changing what we're talking about this episode. Um, no, but you guys, seriously, you're always asking for like more fun, less pressure, safer ways to date. And I know I've talked about foreplay a million times, but part of what makes foreplay so amazing is literally these two girls right here. And it like, they're not just founders, like they're actual daters. They have experienced like the deep, dark places of dating. And, and they've really yeah. set out to like do us all a favor and make it more fun and make it better for us and, and make it more, you know, entertaining and just lighthearted experience. Like I sometimes, I always say like, I wish I was single so that I could use foreplay. So I can't, but you guys can. You're giving us way too much credit. We set out to make it better for ourselves. Yeah. We were like, okay, we need something. We want to have fun. But that's like, the best motivation. Yeah. Totally. But a byproduct is that tens of thousands of other people are having a really great time. Totally. Too, so it's pretty amazing. And it's not like we're saying like, this is 
the alternative or like this is what you should be doing instead of other dating apps. Like we're all about the hinges, bumbles and tinders of the world. Like we're on those apps too. It's just like sometimes we need to mix it up a little bit and we need to take the pressure off of dating and kind of put a buffer in there. So like we're putting that buffer in a single person's life. Absolutely. I love that. So there are a few things that we plan to talk about today, but we didn't really plan anything. But um, one of the things that I thought would be interesting to talk about was having Julie explain why Danielle is still single and having Danielle explain why Julie is still single. And when we got on this recording a few minutes ago, I was like, all right, like based from all the stuff I sent, like, what are you down to talk about? What are you not? And they had a really interesting response, which I'm really like, I'm so glad you guys are pushing back on this. And they were like, well, why is that even a question to begin with? Like, why are you still single? So let's talk about that. I'm curious, like, as you started talking about that, how did that come up? Mm -hmm. Well, I, I like to play devil's advocate and I like to push the boundaries and then Danielle likes to push my buttons. So, (laughs) right. So she was like, well, I think we should press back on that question. And I was like, okay, but I'm going to have a little discourse with you. Yeah. <laughs> I will say that what I, I saw the question and I laughed first because it was pretty funny. And there are like a million reasons that we could each come up with as to why the other is still single. And then I was in the shower having my shower thoughts as I do. And my thought went to, okay, we all talk about how being single isn't inferior. Being single isn't worse than being in a relationship. But why does someone who is single get posed the question, why are you still single? As if it is like, why are you still single? You shouldn't be single. Like, you're so great. You should be in a relationship. And no one in a relationship is really ever asked, why are you in a relationship? You're so amazing. Right. And I think that if if it really were taken at face value and, and I were asked, why are you still single? And I could respond to that in a neutral way, the same way that a person would respond if I said, why are you in a relationship? That would be one thing. But the real question behind the question is, what are you doing wrong that you're still single? Mm -hmm. The real real question is like, what? so what's wrong with Mm -hmm. you that you're still single? And, And we even ask that about, you know, when we see people on dating apps and we see their age and we're, and they're like super cute and they have like an amazing they have an amazing profile, like they have an amazing job. They look like they're close with their family. And it's like, but why is he still single? Mm-hmm. It's, it's You're asking like, but what are his red flags? Mm-hmm. And that's not really what the question should be. And in pop culture, in pop culture, like was it yesterday, two days ago, the Jonah Hill stuff came out about what he was texting his ex. And I saw somebody's response or something was, well, if a man is still single at 40, whatever, like that says something. And that's like shots fired. Like what? Because he's single in his 40s? Like I know a lot of really amazing people who are single in their 40s or about to be 40 or in their 50s. And they're totally fulfilled in their lives. Yeah. Well, so here's the thing. I completely agree with all of that. And I respect and love the pushback. For me, I want to kind of correct the idea of like, well, what's wrong with you? Because there's nothing wrong with you. I know both of you. I know there's nothing wrong. I mean, there's something wrong with all of us, but like, that's not what I meant. And I think that's part of the problem where sometimes we say things that can be taken in a lot of different ways. And so I'm not sitting here trying to defend myself and say, oh, I didn't mean describe what's wrong with each of you. But (laughs) I think it actually can bring up a really interesting conversation Mm -hmm. of, what are some things that like if if you do if your goal is to be in a relationship what yeah. are some things that you're doing that maybe aren't serving you best mm. and the reason i wanted you guys to answer about each other is because i think we actually learn a lot about ourselves when our friends call us out on things like that yeah however as i'm hearing myself explain it it still goes back to like the negativity of like why is that a question we even ask people <gasps> And just to be clear, like you are the sweetest, loveliest person ever. I did not take your question with any offense at oh, all. I know. I was just like, sorry. I know. <laughs> no, it's more about it's more about the question. Yeah. yeah. It's it's interesting though, because I think I think it's always about 
like the societal expectation to be working towards the next thing. So it's like single people get asked, like, why are you single? People in a relationship get asked, when are you getting engaged? People who are engaged right. get asked, when are you getting married? People who are married are asked, when are you having kids? Do you have a kid? 100%. It's like, oh, well, like, when's the next one? You know, so it's, this, it's more this weight of like, well, you're doing this thing. So are you working towards the next thing yet? Totally. Mm -hmm. And and I also think that like it is a fair question to ask the friend or the loved one, um, why do you think that person is still single? Because that person is because the friend or the loved one is able to see things that are blind spots um, for the single person. Mm. Um, But I also think that when you say if they want a partner, what are they not doing right? What is not serving them? It actually might be they're doing something right so that they're not, so that they don't settle. Like they're yeah, actually taking absolutely. all of the necessary steps they need to take to assess that somebody does meet their standards. So it's not necessarily what aren't they doing right, but what could they potentially be doing so that they could live up to their own expectations? Yeah. And the answer could even be like, oh, like Danielle's doing an amazing job. She just hasn't met somebody who is really the right fit for her yet. You know, that could be a completely valid answer. And, and that's also an answer, you know, like people get really anxious about going home to their families over the holidays if they're single, because they are afraid of getting asked this this question. That's something where if you're anxious about that with a certain group of people, you know, who, where it's Mm going to come up, like have that answer ready. Cause that's a completely valid answer. Honey, we don't have to go home to get it from our families. <laughs> <laughs> well, well, it's actually, it's interesting because I, well, I have a different experience from Julie. So I'll let you share what it's like for you when your family pressures you in that way. And then I think I can share a little bit as to why I don't have as much pressure. Yeah. You guys know that I struggle with confidence. I'm always my biggest critic, and when I notice something about myself that I don't like, I can't stop fixating on it. I'm working on all of this, but it can be hard. A year ago, I noticed that my hair was thinning, and I was finding more and more strands of hair on the floor every time I would walk around my apartment. When I would look down in the shower, I would freak out at what I saw in the drain. That's when I opened up to my best friend, who happens to be a doctor, and she said two things that changed my life. The first was that she knows so many women our age going through the same thing. The second is that she told me to try Nutrafol. And so I did. Nutrafol is the number one dermatologist recommended hair growth supplement with over 1 million people seeing thicker, stronger, faster growing hair with less shedding. A year later and a month before my wedding, and I cannot believe the number of people who have been complimenting how long, strong, and healthy my hair looks. I never imagined that this would happen. And naturally, as a result, my confidence has transformed. I'm no longer self-conscious when it comes to my hair. And honestly, that is a huge, huge, huge personal win for me. And you guys know I'm hilariously bad at sticking with habits and taking something every day or doing something every day. But with Nutrafol, building a hair growth routine is simple. Purchase online with no prescription required. Free shipping and automated deliveries ensure that you'll never miss a day. You'll see results in three to six months. And trust me, it is worth the wait. You can start so easily by taking their hair wellness quiz on Nutrafol.com for a personalized hair health plan based on your specific root causes. Take the first step to visibly thicker, healthier hair. For a limited time, Nutrafol is offering the Seeing Other People family $10 off your first month subscription and free shipping when you go to Nutrafol.com and enter the promo code Seeing Other People. Find out why over 4,500 healthcare professionals and hairstylists recommend Nutrafol for healthier hair. Nutrafol.com spelled N-U-T-R-A-F-O-L.com promo code Seeing Other People. That's Nutrafol.com promo code Seeing Other People. Raise your hand if you have dating anxiety. All right. All right. I know that everyone has their hands up and I get it. I had debilitating anxiety when I was single. And even when I first started dating Jake, I kept waiting for the other shoe to drop. And I know that is not a good way to feel and that is not a fun way to date. And I get it. It can be hard to find an anxiety relief tactic that works for you. That's why I'm so excited to introduce you to a new one that has helped me dramatically with my wedding and work stress and anxiety over the last few months. And trust me, there's been a lot of it. Sunset Lake CBD is an amazing company that not only has helped me feel so much better, but they also have a really cool history 
history and mission. Sunset Lake CBD is a majority employee-owned hemp farm located right outside of Burlington, Vermont. As farmers, they believe in providing only top-shelf CBD and hemp products at fair prices. So they cut out the middlemen and they ship their CBD straight from their farm to your door, which means that their CBD is affordable and trusted because CBD and anxiety relief can help everyone and they want it to be accessible to anyone. Trust me when I say that when I'm stressed or anxious, my sleep is the first thing to go. But despite everything I have going on right now, I've been taking a sleep gummy before bed and my sleep scores on my aura ring have been through the roof. Plus, I'm finding myself relaxing more at night and being able to turn off my work brain and my anxiety with the help of their CBD gummy bears and reishi infused chews. Whether you want to sleep better, relax better, focus better, recover better, or anything in between, Sunset Lake CBD has something for everyone. So check them out today at sunsetlakecbd.com and use code SOP for 20% off your order. That's code SOP for 20% off farmer-owned, Vermont-grown Sunset Lake CBD. Well, my family, I'm the youngest of four and by a lot. So my three older siblings are all in their 40s. I'm 31. Um, they're all married and having have children or are trying to have children. And my parents have been married for 47 years. Wow. And so they all live a very traditional mm-hmm. life. And something that has become a huge topic in therapy for me, admittedly, is this pressure that they're putting on me because I'm obviously very career focused right now. I'm trying to build a business and have sacrificed a lot of my financial life, my social life for it. And it feels like it's not enough. The question is still when I go home, so are you seeing anyone? So what's going on with dating? So what happened with what happened with that guy? What you didn't like him after two dates? What's wrong with you that you didn't like him after two dates? What's the you know? You're too picky. You're too picky. Yeah. Which I mean, fair, but like, <laughs> I don't want to settle. And I right. and I'm not and I'm not picky. Like I need a supermodel. That's not what I'm picky about. I need somebody who's intellectually stimulating and also can match my fucking hilarious humor. Is that too much? <laughs> yeah, you're really funny. We need both. I'm sorry. Um. So that to me is hard because. I don't feel like anything is wrong with me that I'm single. I think it's totally fine. I think I'm extremely fulfilled in many aspects in my life. And if I can meet somebody who further fulfills me, awesome. Mm -hmm. But I don't need to just grab someone to grab someone. Um, Honestly, the only part that like lacks in my life from not having a romantic partner is the physical sexual part, right? And I'm a human and have needs like everybody else. So that's probably the one place where it's more challenging. But I don't feel less fulfilled. I don't feel inferior except for when it becomes a topic of conversation mm-hmm. of, so are you dating? So what's going on? So what's wrong with you that you want, you don't want to settle down? Don't right. you want to have kids? What's, you know, you're 31. Then it's like, oh shit, something's wrong with me. And the idea of like, well, don't you want to start your life? Like we just want you to like start your life. And it's like, but my life to me, as far as I'm concerned, has already begun. But now yeah. you're making me feel like my life as it is, is unworthy. Like I don't actually start a worthy life until I'm and it's with someone. And it certainly doesn't come from a bad place. Right. I mean, they like really have my best interest at heart and they just want me to be happy. And maybe they think because I don't have what they all have that I'm not as happy as I could be. But I also have, have been an aunt since I'm 18 years old. I see how difficult it is to have children and to start a family. And it's it's a lot of work. And so I'm not rushing into that. When I find the right person, then I will do that if that's what I want to do. I love how you can sit here and, and, and I believe everywhere that you're saying, but you're like, my life has begun. My life is in full force. I'm doing all these things that fulfill me and that I'm passionate about. And that is so frustrating to be told by other people like, oh, well, because you haven't done this thing, you're like you said, like, is my life not worthy to you? Is my life not good enough? And it's tough because I'm sure there are times where you want to say, like where you want to push back on them and maybe you do or maybe you don't, but to say like, well, I'm sorry that you felt like you needed to meet somebody in order to be fulfilled. Like that's not me and that's not how I feel. And I've surrounded myself with people. I've built up this life for myself that I'm really proud of and that I feel really good about every day. And like, I don't wake up every day thinking, oh, is today the day I'm going to meet my person so I can start my life. 
it's just so difficult for some people to believe that because their core belief is like fact to them. To them, it's like you can't enjoy your life if you haven't met your partner and you're taking the next steps. That is their belief. I, it's yeah. it's similar to me. I don't experience any of that in my family, which we could get into. And I think in a way that's unhealthy. Um, but what I do experience in my family is, and trigger warning to anybody who suffers from you know negative body image, body dysmorphia, eating issues, um, I gained a shit ton of weight over the past five years, four years maybe from binge eating. And I used to be, I used to restrict. So I used to be really, really, really small. And my parents have made so many comments over the years about how they're worried that I won't find somebody in the, the size body that I'm in right now. And it took me a very long time and a lot of therapy with an eating disorder specialist to recognize that that is actually just their true belief. They are not trying to make me feel inadequate. They are not trying to tell me, like, uh, we don't love you as our daughter. They do love me. But my dad has expressed he sees it the same way as if my daughter's walking in front of me in the street and there's a pothole. I'm going to, of course, tell her there's a pothole. If I recognize something, if I recognize a situation that isn't good for her, I'm going to tell her there's a pothole in front of you. So he thinks that he should share with me that he worries I won't find someone in this body. Okay, our families are like, so, be like, what is going on in this episode? <laughs> like, we don't have to tell them about this episode. <laughs> We're going to keep this episode under, under. Yeah, grass, yeah. But <laughs> I, think, I think an important distinction to make there is not that your parents are saying you're not going to find somebody in this body. What they're saying, what they were saying, I believe at the time was you were really struggling with your body image and your um, eating habits. And they were saying that you are going to have a hard time finding someone if you continue to allow yourself to spiral and not address what was going on. Yeah. And that's actually not what I was referring to because I'm trying to make the parallel between the core belief that you need to be with somebody to have a happy life and the core belief that the world is a is a an awful place for people who live in plus-sized bodies. And yeah. our family members are truly, truly think that they're protecting us. And for me, it actually took me saying to my parents in therapy together, saying to my parents, like, we don't agree on this core belief. Yeah. And I am trying to change that belief and so we just, if if you can't see eye to eye with me or, or have any wiggle room or that's like a rough religion to you, then we can't talk about the topic, period. You're, we cannot talk about my weight. We cannot talk about how my appearance affects my being in the world. It's just a not, it's a topic we will not touch with a 10-foot pole. And you kind of had to do the same thing with your parents being like, we're not going to talk about partners ever again. Do not speak to me about it. <laughs> My therapist was like, how have I not gotten hate mail yet? Because, <laughs> because my entire life, I'm such, I've been such a pushover and just like let people say whatever they want. And like for the first time ever a few weeks ago, I was like, we're done talking about this or like we're just done talking because yeah. I'm done hearing about it. Yeah. Danielle, I want to go back to one thing you said in that conversation with your parents that you're trying to change this belief. Do you mean that you shared the same belief as them and you were trying to change it internally for yourself or that you were trying to change their belief? I definitely was on the same page with their belief, as I think a lot of people are, whether or not they're willing to consciously think of that belief that way. I do think that there are a lot of people, especially people who live in our area in in New York City, who do on some perhaps subconscious level believe that um, their experience in the world will be better and that other people will have more respect for them if they look a certain way. And that is something that I definitely believed because that's something that I was raised in, not only in my own home, but I think in the, just the culture I was raised in. And so when I started to challenge that belief and I learned that there actually are other people 
who don't believe that. There are other people who believe in, you know, health at all sizes and that you deserve to experience joy no matter what size you are and that people will gravitate to you because of confidence and not because of appearance. When I started to lean into that and like I got more evidence that was like drops in the bucket, I tried to convince my parents. But they weren't immersed in like eating disorder therapy like I was. They so they, they couldn't they couldn't get there as fast as like I wanted them to and so I just realized like I I don't know if you'll ever get there and that's okay. In part of your healing journey, I'm curious while you've gone through all of this, did it impact the way you were either dating or not dating because I I hear this all the time from people like I started with like, I gained a lot of weight over COVID. I'm really anxious about like putting pictures on dating apps, or I don't feel like I can like go on a date because I don't think somebody's going to like accept me for me. So I'm curious if like, in what ways did it impact your dating life or is it still, and how have you tried to navigate that and and work through that? Brave the uncomfortable. Those are the words engraved on my bracelet that have gotten me through some of the most anxiety-inducing moments over the last few years. And that's why I could not be more excited to encourage you all to get a Presently bracelet of your own with a phrase that resonates with you. Presently is a line of mindfulness bracelets engraved with words inspired by cognitive behavioral therapy. The brand was started by two sisters, Lindsay and Emily, who have obsessive compulsive disorder, aka OCD, and anxiety. They realized that when stuck in an anxiety spiral, it's hard to put into practice the tools that they learned in therapy sessions. They looked and looked for bracelets that could serve as reminders to interrupt that spiral, but they couldn't find anything besides the cheesy good vibes only and no bad days types of messaging. They started presently to bring more authenticity to self-help anxiety management. And as someone who has had a presently bracelet for three years, I mean it when I say it really makes a difference. So whether you need encouragement to make it onto that date that you've been anxious about, a calming mantra to get you through a big day at work, or simply a reminder that you're not alone presently has your back. Their bracelets are so beautiful and elevated, and they also make amazing gifts. And I know because I have gifted a few over the years, and my friends were so excited to get one and have worn them ever since. There are six phrases to choose from, and if you're indecisive, there's a quiz that you can take to help you choose the perfect reminder for your anxiety. Plus, 5% of each bracelet is donated to your choice of four mental health nonprofits. I wholeheartedly love and support Presently, and I know that your Presently bracelet will bring you as much comfort as mine has brought me. So head to presentlybracelets.com. That's P-R-E-S-E-N-T-L-Y bracelets.com for 10% off your order using code seeing other people. Shout out to Claritin for supporting this episode and providing us with samples. When I first started seeing other people, some of my closest friends and family could not believe it. Not because they didn't think I was capable of being a podcast host, but because I usually can't get through a sentence without sniffling. And during allergy season, forget about it. My seasonal allergies are debilitating and my sinus congestion and pressure has always left me feeling so sick. But luckily, for those of us who live with the symptoms of allergies, we can live Claritin Clear with Claritin D. Designed for serious allergy sufferers, Claritin D has two powerful ingredients in just one pill that relieve your allergy symptoms and decongest your nose so you can breathe better. This double action combination of prescription strength allergy medicine and the best decongestant available relieves sneezing, a runny nose, itchy and watery eyes, an itchy nose and throat, and sinus congestion and pressure with ease. Claritin D has truly transformed my life. Not only can I breathe better and sleep better since taking Claritin D, but I also can get through the day so much smoother. I used to have to cancel plans because of how bad my allergies were. I'd go through a tissue box a week, sometimes more, and my eyes were always watery. But Claritin D's fast symptom relief starts working on allergies with nasal congestion in as little as 30 minutes, and it tackles nasal congestion caused by allergies or a cold and also relieves sinus congestion and pressure due to allergies. It's truly the greatest thing I've ever come across and I am so grateful that I found it and started using it. Are you ready to live life as if you don't have allergies? It's time to live Claritin clear. Fast and powerful relief is just a quick trip away. Find Claritin D at the pharmacy counter. Ask for Claritin D at your local pharmacy counter. You don't even need a prescription. Go to Claritin.com right now so you can live Claritin clear. Use as directed. You guys are in for a treat because support for today's episode comes from the best of the best, Jenny Kane. And yes, there is a discount, so keep on listening. 
You know that feeling when you get a new sweater and it instantly becomes basically another layer of your skin? Like you wear it everywhere for everything all the time. Okay, well, Jenny Kane has become my literal uniform. And if you don't know Jenny Kane, I'm pretty much about to change your life because Jenny Kane's clothes did that to mine. Jenny Kane is a California brand with luxurious staples that will transform your closet. Think minimalist and effortless, but totally refined. They have the coziest cashmere sweaters and iconic accessories that will elevate your everyday basics. I don't know if I wear my cashmere fisherman hoodie or my cropped cashmere cocoon cardigan more. All I know is that I cannot live without either of them. Whether it's a cozy night in with the girls, a dinner date with Jake, or catching a flight to Florida to see my parents, these sweaters are perfect for every single occasion. And I couldn't be happier when I'm wearing them because I'm so comfy. And you guys know me. I always choose comfort over how something looks. But with Jenny Kane, I don't have to choose because I get comfort and I get style. All right. So we have the discount code coming for you. Find your new uniform at JennyKane.com. Seeing other people listeners get 15% off their first order when you use code SOP at checkout. That's 15% off your first order at J-E-N-N-I-K-A-Y-N-E.com. Promo code SOP, S-O-P. Let getting dressed be one less thing to worry about. So as I said before, like there are so many people who do hold that belief. And so that has impacted my dating life because I can't deny that other people do believe that. And so I can't deny that there might be men who see my profile and can't see the value in dating me because they don't like the way that I look. I can't deny that. Um, but I I do also think I'm willing to believe that there are men who th- that's not their philosophy. Um, it's I think it's harder to believe that because of all the evidence around us all the time. I think it's harder to believe that. I have to challenge myself to believe that. But then I do see little bits and pieces that that make that feel real. Um, but I won't lie, the massive weight gain, which was like a hundred pounds definitely impacted the way I date. Um, 100%. And so I feel I just keep, I just keep looking back at the time that I was a hundred pounds thinner and thinking of what were things other than the size of my body that made me attractive. And those attributes, I still have them. So I need to just really amp them up. Like there were things that were making me attractive back then that had nothing to do with my body. There were things that made me attractive where the guy would have spoken to me on the phone. He would have been like, I'm in love with her. So <laughs> I need to just, you know, elevate those things. Yeah. I love that. You said that so much. All of that I I couldn't agree with more. And yeah, like I I've only known you in this body. And I never once have thought about your body. I'm just like, Danielle is the greatest fucking person ever. And I'm obsessed with her. And like <laughs> she's hilarious and so fun and caring and like, yeah. So I, I hope there are also, I I do also believe there are like good people out there and there are men out there who, you know, share the beliefs that we share. But um, I think that's so. I've known you in everybody and in everybody you've been the most amazing person, not because of your body, because of everything that's underneath the body. So, but I, I think that it's, I think that it's bullshit if people say that it doesn't affect them. And, right. and if I had to seriously answer the question for you that you posed about why I think Danielle is single, that would be my mm-hmm. answer because of mm-hmm. everything that she has struggled with in, in her eating and body image and how that's really weighed on her self-esteem. Yeah. Like when you watch Love Island, I don't, have you ever watched Love, Di- Love Island? You know, I think I'd be obsessed with the show. I get told five times a week I'd be obsessed with it. I've tried to watch it and I just haven't been able to get into it. But yes, I've like seen it. Yeah, the thing is with Love Island, you have to watch like 10 episodes before you're invested. So you have to push through. Next time I'm sick, I always say, which will probably be like in two days. But I will say that when I when I watch shows like that or like The Bachelor or um, any show where people are dating, um, in on live uh, on TV, it it's triggering. It's because, as I said before, like th- I'm not going to pretend that that belief system isn't real. It is real for many people. It is real. So when I watch shows like that, I'm like, oh, well, there's the proof that that is real. Um, and where was I going with this? 
I'm unsure. <laughs> I'm not sure where I was going with it. Well, um, yeah, I thought of something as you were saying that because I've seen you know seasons of Bachelor, seasons of Love Is Blind, all these other shows where they do occasionally there are people who aren't mm-hmm. a stick. They're not a twig. Mm-hmm. And if you read the comments about those people, it's like, wow, like good for them that they put themselves out there. Like right. as if it, it's like, yep. they're, they're just a person looking for love. Like totally. why does it matter? Why is this even a topic of conversation? Totally. Like totally, good, totally. what do you mean good for them? Because they're like thicker than the normal person you see on these shows. Like that shouldn't, that shouldn't be a point. That's not the point. It's yeah, literally I, not. It's like, a, it's, it kind of reminds me of when people say like, sh- uh, that she is X, she is fill in the blank for a, for a woman or she is an X woman. And it's like, you don't have to do the qualifier of woman. Like it's, right. that person can just be a fill in the blank person. She can just be smart. Like, right. She can just be strong. <laughs> right. Like, you wanted to say like she's a really smart woman like she's a really smart person yeah julie yeah. you're nodding your head a lot what's going on in your brain i'm also just thinking like i feel really bad for guys too because i think yeah. that guys yes. also really yes. struggle with this and they don't have the mm-hmm. platform that we have to because they're not as vulnerable sometimes as we are mm-hmm. um to have like the girl talk about it and i feel bad for them and it's like all of these people that mm-hmm. take a picture of someone's dating app profile and they yep. put it on tiktok yep. and they put it on something and it's it like really breaks my heart and i think it's like really disgusting behavior and just not nice and you got bad karma coming your way and you should stop doing that if you mm-hmm. do that um and you know like the hat fishing and hat fishing yeah What's hat fishing? when someone who's balding wears a hat oh. in their pictures oh. oh you haven't heard of hat fishing that's so yeah it's so mean it's like well first of all i have like a very big soft spot for a bald shaved head i love that so like bring on it yeah <laughs> um but there's like this this dating trend about hat fishing that guys who wear a hat in every single picture, it's because they're balding or whatever the case may be. And it's like, can we just not? Yeah. I also feel that women um, see a lot of women talking about this stuff and trying to make a difference in this world um, about, you know, appearance and and self-esteem and, and self-value. And I, men can't find that as readily. And they might be able to find women talking about it, but they can't they can't relate. Um, like little plug for Elevation Nation. Like I think they do an incredible job um at demonstrating what it looks like to talk about real topics for men to have that resource. But I think men don't have any of these resources, but they do experience the exact same effect. Like that core belief in the world is true for them too. Like for for a lot of people, it's the, that's their core belief against men as well. Um, so I agree with you. It's just hard. We're all mm-hmm. people. We all have feelings, and it's like there's there's got to be more than just judging on the photo. Mm-hmm. I actually think the photo is the least appealing part of someone's dating profile. Mm-hmm. The, and people will write in there about me or whatever it is. Do people actually read these? And yeah. It's like yeah, people do. If, yeah, that, if you write that, it's like an automatic no. Yeah. From me. Yeah. Or people will do like period, period, period to answer yeah. their prompts because they like have to put in a character. And it's like, are you serious? <laughs> like, or they don't answer any of the prompts. Or they don't even do the period. They just do right. blank and it's just pictures. And then it's like, okay, so you think you're that good looking that all you need is pictures of yourself for a girl I don't want to go out with you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, let me ask you this. From the dating app founder's perspective, mm-hmm. how can people be – I don't want to say there's two directions I can go in. I'm I'm stuck, but mm-hmm. I'll go with this. How can people do a better job at at showcasing who they really are yeah. on their dating app profile? So it's hard to answer this question without sounding like it is a plug mm-hmm. for foreplay. <laughs> but I mean, listen, it should be. <laughs> but but th- this is how I feel. Like you're a dynamic person. You're not a static person that exists like in 2D behind a camera lens. Like you're a dynamic person. It's very hard to convey dynamics with pictures, but I think that you can convey it by conveying a relationship in a picture, um, which is actually why I really like when I see on people's profiles like 
a picture with their family member. It's not just that I'm like, oh, cute. He likes its mom, his mom. It's also like I can tell the way he's looking at her. I can tell the way they're like, I, I know they're laughing or something. It's the dynamic part of it that I like. And so what I really like about having a profile with your friend or what I would recommend for other apps, and this is just my opinion, is uh, showcasing a dynamic relationship. Like showcasing like this is what I look like when my friend and I are together. Like this is this is the kind of person I like the this is this is the sense of humor I have. You can tell from just a picture of someone and their friend like what they're laughing about, you know? Um that that for me is huge. Yeah. Really. I think the I think answering the I just think answering the prompts themselves mm-hmm. and answering them in a positive way. I think when people have on their dating profile like you should not go out with me if mm-hmm. or red flags I look for are mm-hmm. and you're spinning it in a negative way. Yeah. That to me says something about you that mm-hmm. you would cho- that you seek out the negative answers. Yes. Um looks like you agree Alana with that. <laughs> I I'm so frustrated by how buzzwordy like red flags and like X became because the internet became obsessed with them and now it's like oh this person wears like jean shorts that are an inch shorter than I would find acceptable like ick red flag like absolutely not it's like that literally has nothing to do with who they are Mm -hmm. and people just write people off so easily because of how trendy this concept of I'm finding a million red flags has become Mm -hmm. yeah the the focusing on the negatives is a big thing and to Danielle's point all the dating apps now, or most of them, allow for video content. And so if you're yeah. if you're a guy who doesn't have pictures because you're a guy who doesn't take pictures when he goes out, like film, I mean, hot take, but like film a little selfie. I've seen some pretty hilarious selfies of guys mm-hmm. talking, to the, talking to the camera and like making some kind of joke. And I thought it was extremely attractive and it added another element that was missing from their profile because they were just being themselves. Um... But I think what's really difficult is you try to convey, you're given a limited template to try and convey every aspect of your personality, right? I am an extremely, um, I'm I'm a very academic person. I really like to like challenge myself intellectually. I enjoy deeper conversations over small talk. I actually like have social anxiety in small talk situations because I don't know like how to do it and I don't like it. Um, Yeah, it's terrible. Yeah. But I also have this really playful side to my personality. And I was looking at uh, not our foreplay profile, but my other dating app profile the other night. And I was looking at it and I was like, wait, I look like the most serious person because my answer was like, you know, you also like deep conversations over superficial ones. And you also believe that people and experiences matter more than things. And Mm -hmm. there's this whole other element of my personality that's missing. And I'm like, wow, I'm a really boring person on this dating app profile. Right. And that's like, you also like things. You also like silly superficial conversations sometimes, but it's so hard to properly articulate all you can't, it's not possible. And and like, we're not going to do away with dating apps. Like they're here to stay like that. They're, they're here to stay. Like they're not going anywhere. Dating apps are all trying to do things that make people's profiles more dynamic that, you know, make people um, feel more comfortable showing certain sides of themselves. Um, like I think voice notes was great from hinge. I know people make fun of them. I think I've heard some really great ones that I like. Um, I've also heard ones that I don't like. And so it helps me see that I don't like that person's, their sense of humor or whatnot. But, um, what I will say is we try to, like Julie said, pack, package the entire personality into that profile And I think that does two things. One, the person who is meeting you now has a general like schema of what they think you are, but you can't possibly just be that because you can't put your personality into into a profile. Um, And two, those things about you, like having deep conversations um, or maybe even having a really sarcastic sense of humor, often don't show up on the first date. Yeah, And so it's like you're trying to put everything that you are in the profile, but then the person's going to meet you and you're, you might not be comfortable being that thing just yet. Um, and then do they think that like you catfish them or like you're a liar and like that's not at all what you're like? Um, you know, th- that's the problem is like that expectations are not the same as reality. 
And unfortunately, um, by default, dating apps do that because they create a profile. It's like creating a resume. It's like you just think that you know the person from like those things that they tried to package in. I also think we get caught up with trying to craft a profile that we think is going to be appealing to someone else. So we're trying to give people what they want mm-hmm. instead of just actually putting down who we are. Right. Totally. Mm-hmm. Totally yeah. agree with that. I went out with somebody last year who he made a comment like, I knew you were going to look exactly the way that you did in your profile picture in real life. And I was like, how did you know? And he was like, oh, because I know all the angles now. Like, I know that if I look at a girl's profile and she has this angle and this angle and this angle, it's because she doesn't actually look like that in real life. And so I know at this point now not to match oh her because she's not going to look like that. Scary. And I was like, wait, this is what it's come to? All the angles? What's Scary. happening? That's crazy. Well, what I was going to say when you brought up like the voice note thing and the video thing and how like the internet loved to trash those concepts, it's like, there are so many great ones out there. There are so many funny ones and you you can get so much personality from them. So like, don't just cling on to this idea of like, well, this one person's was awkward and weird. So everyone's is going to be, or, oh, I don't like when this person went like this person who posted a picture like this turned out to be that way. So I'm going to now write off everybody else who has a similar type of picture. Like you can't do that. Every single person is their own unique individual. And you're not even being fair to yourself if you make these like grand checklists or crossing off based on a certain thing. You're not giving incredible, wonderful, great potential partners a chance. Mm-hmm. That's not fair to them. That's not fair to you. Mm-hmm. I just want to piggyback off of that to bring up something that our friend who's a therapist told us um, when she was over last mm-hmm. week. Um, something because it was really eye-opening for us um, yeah. to get the male's perspective because she has clients male clients who complain about dating also. And for us, we all have the dating app fatigue more or less. We all are like, get me off of the app. Can we just meet? And this sucks. And for Danielle, especially like her, her big thing is that she really, really, really hates texting and would rather just meet. And so when she, when she matches right away, she's like, can we just meet? And I thought that that was more attractive, by the way, too. I was like, I like that about myself. And I think guys like it also. Well, I was wrong because not every guy likes that. (laughs) Right. And our friend's perspective was we don't – for the most part, usually it's more typical that a guy will pick up the the bill on the first date. I'll pay the check. And um, for guys, it can get really expensive. And for girls, we don't think anything of it because we're like, well, let's just see if the vibe is there in real life. Like, let's Mm -hmm. just go out. And now guys who have been on dating apps for a while and have taken a bunch of girls out are now thinking, well, actually, well, let's see if we have any chemistry first before we even go out. Let's text. Like they're like, let's actually text a lot before I take you out. Right. Cause it's my, (laughs) it's my money now that is being depleted. Right. And so you don't think anything of it and you are just like, let's just go out and skip the small talk. But I'm thinking I want to small talk a little Mm -hmm. bit because maybe we don't have any kind of vibe at all. Now the downside of that is that your texting chemistry can be very different than your in-person chemistry. I've experienced that many, many times. And so that's the downfall. And I wish it was more normal to pick up the phone and have a phone call before the first date or a FaceTime before the first date. Cause I feel like that's a great way to filter people out. Mm -hmm. But I think, um, you know, women listening to this should keep that in mind that maybe it's not that guys are playing games and they're not interested. Maybe it's that they don't want to keep picking up the check for women that they don't have anything in common with because they didn't get to see before the date if they were mm-hmm. going to have any type of chemistry. Mm-hmm. Here's my pushback on that though, because I'm also, I completely, completely agree. And I think that that's something I could talk about for days and weeks of like, should he be actually getting the check every time? Like, what does it say if he, they asked to split it at the end of the date? But I'm also a firm believer of, if there's a guy that's super interested in you, then when you say like, let's meet up and let's go out, they're going to be like, fuck yeah. You know, mm-hmm. they're not going to question that or think that, but also to put it back on the guy, like if they're not ready for that, why don't they just say like, let's FaceTime, let's jump on the phone and totally. get that Totally. And so when I was talking to our friend who's a therapist and I was explaining to her that I Basically, this this guy who I was having really good text chemistry with, um, and, but regardless of the chemistry, I just don't like texting. Um, 
he asked me a question about religion and like for me like I have so much to say on the topic it's not that I'm shallow or not intellectual that's not why I'm not going to give you a long answer it's just because I it's just the opposite I have so many like philosophical thoughts on it and And you don't want to just start sending essays exactly (laughs) and this is a conversation for me that like is is date talk like this is they say don't talk about religion on dates, like not me. <laughs> um, so well, this is- hold on. Let me ask you this. Do you say to people, I'm not the best texter, but like would love to meet up? Or do you just not really respond and then it fizzles? So that's what it would be. It would have, I would have just not, I would have just responded with short answers. And then he probably would have thought, like, okay, she's you know, not an engaging conversationalist. But when I spoke to our friend about it, who's a therapist, she was like, why don't you write hit write to him? She was like, it's not too late. Like she was like, let me challenge you. <laughs> she was like, well, let me challenge you to do this. She was like, why don't you write to him and tell him like th- like I actually really enjoy having these kinds of conversations. I hope my messages didn't come across like I'm disinterested. Um, I just this is this is the kind of stuff I'd love to talk about in person um, or over FaceTime. Like care to do either of those? And love. so I was like, oh, le- I I love I'm loving this. By the way, communication. I, by the way, I wrote that. <laughs> she didn't write that. She just suggested. She just suggested that I approach it in that way. And he actually like unmatched me after that. Oh, he, like, no. so he, he no, answered he me. He questions. answered me and he said, well, I have a really big test coming up and um, like I won't be able to do that for like at least the next two weeks. And I said, okay, good luck, exclamation point. Get it. Like, oh, got it. Good luck, exclamation point. Whatever I said, like I was super friendly back. Yeah. But then he unmatched me. And I thought that was interesting. Like, do, do some people just want a pen pal? Like maybe some people like, cause if you're, if that's genuine that you can't get together for two weeks, but you are still actually on the dating apps mm-hmm. engaging with people, then what that tells me is that you'd like to use the dating apps for reasons other than meeting up with people. And that, that I find interesting. Mm-hmm. Like you like to just use them to, to talk, to, like, to, explore, get- like, to explore, like to get likes to, to when you're bored. Yeah. It's, yeah. Validation. Right. I, and I can't like relate to that. Well, I'm frustrated for you with the unmatching thing because unmatching is, it could, it could literally be like, because of nothing, it could be an accident mm-hmm. or it could be like something you said for some reason really rubbed them the wrong right. way. And they're like, Nope, need to delete this person. But, right. but you don't know. Right. And that's, what's so hard about it. But I always go back to, you know what? for one reason or another that that's they're not your person if they mm-hmm. didn't want to continue that conversation if they didn't want to explore that like there's nothing you said that was yeah. wrong in any way mm-hmm. and totally. it's we it, it is so strange that that was the reaction also the older that we the older we get and the less time we have for ourselves like our time is so valuable and to me it's like great. That was an hour and a half, two hours that you didn't have to waste on yeah. anyone mm-hmm. who's clearly not your person. Because mm-hmm. usually when you go on a first date, you're not back until like two or three hours later because you're so bubbly and mm-hmm. adorable and people <laughs> love you. And then you come back and you're like, yeah, it was a great conversation, but you know, whatever the case may be. So that's like two hours of your time that you got back. Absolutely. And I, I've come such a long way because to, to pull in what we were talking about earlier, if this had been a year ago, I would have been convinced that he took another look at my profile, that he looked at me again, thought that I was too, for the lack of a better word, big for him, and that he unmatched me because he realized he doesn't want to go out with a girl that's that's bigger than him. Like that that used to be like my entire my my every that was my bias. Everything I saw that bias in every single situation. So I've come a really long way that I can be unmatched and recognize, well, this saved me time. Mm -hmm. This saved me energy. And I, like you said, a lot of like, I don't want to go out with somebody who was offended by something that I said in that instance, because whatever I said to me, it wasn't offensive to me. That's just how I speak. So if you're offended by that, then we're not a match. Absolutely. And I'm really proud of you. And Thank you. I feel like that I'm, I'm glad you said that because I think that's really inspiring to a lot of people who are probably struggling and 
so many different ways. And, you know, just hearing that you were able to get to that point, I think is going to give a lot of people hope. So thank you for sharing that. I really hope I give people hope. I have, I, I'm telling you, whoever is listening to this, I never thought that I would be able to be where I am right now. And I'm still like, I have so many insecurities about the way that I look and I still am challenging thoughts all the time, but I never thought that I would be able to reappraise those thoughts the way that I can. And like the mind is so malleable, like you're, you're, you can grow. You can always grow. Yeah, absolutely. Well, going back to our time is valuable. As much as I would love to talk to you guys for literally ever, we can't. But um, I want to end on, instead of asking you for the best piece of dating advice, I and instead of asking why why is the other one single, I want to end on a note of, Julie, what is one thing you've learned from Danielle? And Danielle, what is one thing you've learned from Julie? Ooh. Just one? About, about what? Life, yourself, dating. Mm-hmm. Wow. <laughs> wow I, Love, there's so much that I've learned from you go ahead take the floor and also why am I single <laughs> well you're single because you are just too good to settle okay, for anybody right, that right. like you just you just haven't settled which is fine um and you shouldn't um and if that means being alone forever then great you shouldn't you shouldn't settle um, send that to my parents. <laughs> well, you um, have each other. So there's that. Yeah, there you go. Yeah. Like we're not lacking in like emotional intimacy because we have such a strong friendship. But as Julie said, there are other things that are missing. But something that I've learned from Julie is, and I still haven't adopted it, but I have witnessed it and like it inspires me is like just putting yourself in the situations, just putting yourself in the situations that will open you up to meeting new people and just open you up to like just embellishing your life in general, that like your life could just could be better if you're putting yourself in these situations. You don't know how it's going to go. So it's something that I still have yet to adopt because of my own fears and laziness in some way, but it's something that I am learning from you regularly and and I want to be more like that. I learned from Danielle that it's okay to not do things that you don't want to do um, and that like you could be happier not doing things that you don't want to do. She is very much like, I, I, I don't, I don't want to do that. <laughs> it's like, can we, do you want to go out with me tonight? I, I don't want to do that. She's like, should we go to Plug Uglies or whatever the fuck it's called? And I'm like, uh, no. no, you can. <laughs> and you know what? Like, Good for you that you like don't do what you don't want to do. I mean, you're also an amazing friend and you will do it if I really want to. But I, my whole life was very much a people pleaser and need to do what everyone wants me to do. And it burns you out. And your time also matters. And what you like to do in your time also matters. And like, it's okay to say no. So that's a big one that I've, I've learned. I think I've gotten better at because of you. So thanks. I need to get better at both of these things. So (laughs) I guess I'll be spending more time with you, um, which is perfect because we still need to play pickleball. So we do. We do. We do. No joke up there. Yep. We're we're going. Um, You guys, thank you so much. I like truly just love you both so much. And every conversation, whether it's on a microphone or not, I, I know I said this to you guys, maybe like, maybe like two or three dinners ago where like I left and I was like, I just feel so good after spending time with you guys. And that's something that I've really here. Something I learned from both of you (laughs) is really just to surround yourself with people who you feel good after. Like I have, you know, some friends of a very long time who like I leave the room and I'm like, are they talking shit about me or like questioning things that I said? Mm -hmm. And I remember like walking home from a dinner or lunch or something with you guys and just feeling like, wow, like, I genuinely love spending time with them and I feel so accepted and so good about myself when I'm with them. Like I need to find more of those people and stop spending time with people who I feel the opposite and like depleted from. So mm-hmm. thank you guys for that. Well, we feel that way about you. Really Likewise. Nice. And I want to share what I learned about you from you. <laughs> what? I learned from you genuinely that so What's interesting is that you are like a person, like you're a persona, you are seeing other people, you're Alana Dunn, you're like your face for sure. And so 
I thought that there's no way that someone that portrays themselves that way to other people when you're one-on-one with them, that's actually genuinely who they are Mm -hmm. and can be. And I learned from you that there are really genuine people out there that are just being themselves in a more public way. And they are good, good people who like really try and help the underdogs. So thank you for that. Absolutely. I second that. I negative self-talk um as you started saying that I thought you were gonna say like people who put themselves out there in like a really public way but are actually like really fucking insecure (laughs) 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 that's literally where I thought you were going (laughs) oh my god no we'll get you you perfect perfect thank you guys so much where can everybody find you um you can find us um on tiktok um, foreplay underscore app underscore four underscore singles. Or I'll have on- it linked. I'll have it linked. <laughs> <laughs> um, on Instagram at foreplay dating. And then, of course, the most important part is the app store. So you can download foreplay um, in the greater New York City area and the greater Boston area. And if you're a single guy and you want to actually find us, we are on <laughs> foreplay and we are waiting for you. <laughs> and they're really, really fun to hang out with. <laughs> Thanks for listening, daters. I hope today's episode made you feel just a little bit less alone out there, no matter what your status might be. Give your finger a break from swiping and hit that follow and review button instead. And if you have any burning questions or want to share your own dating horror stories, reach out to seeingotherpeoplepodcast at gmail.com. And in the meantime, keep on seeing other people. Mads, I am obsessed with our brand pillars. You mean vagina sweat, good branding, and being Jewish-blooded queens, Scout? Uh, sure, but not quite. I love that OKSIS podcast and our sisterhood is made up of women who are down for main character energy only, who take care of their mental health, and who are standing in their personal power as entrepreneurs. Oh, yeah. That too, Scout. That too. We should probably introduce ourselves. Hello, everyone. I am Mads. And I am Scout. And we are sisters IRL. Join us on OKSIS Podcast every Monday for some sisterly banter, nourishing mental health, a whole lot of silliness, and inspiring interviews from the raddest female guests in the game. We promise it'll be a good time. As long as you don't get too loud, Mads. Welcome to the sisterhood!